Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast, where we unpack and explain the powerful Word of God, making it practical and helpful to your daily life and especially to your job. And when we're at our job, it is extremely hard to maintain proper focus, isn't it? Well, today we're going to talk about how to maintain that focus and what that focus consists of and who we focus on. Thank you for joining me on the 130th episode of the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast. Uh, it used to be a weekly podcast, but I get busy working <laughs> and, and can't do this every week, but I, I try. But it is raining right now, and some of the RV jobs I had scheduled have been moved to a less rainy day because <laughs> I had to get up on the roof. And boy, an RV roof is really slick when it's wet, no matter how good your focus. <laughs> and boy, when you're up on an RV roof, you really have to focus. I like to tell people, I watch where every step goes, and I do things up there about half speed. Because there are a lot of things on an RV roof that can trip you up and down you go. So I really do have to focus when I'm up there. Yeah, I do my job, but I really have to focus on where every step goes. And we have to do that too at our job. Because our focus primarily is being the representative of Jesus Christ there at that job. Jesus has got you in your job for a reason, and that's to be his witness there, to be like him there, to be his image there in that job so that others could see Christ through you, maybe in you too. And that makes your job some sort of a ministry, isn't it? Now, we don't have to be a Bible thumper at work, but if we are a really good worker, with a great attitude, and represent Jesus well, it really is a ministry. And then we should have a ready answer, as Peter says, for when people come and ask us about the hope that we have. Well, they're not going to ask us if they can't see that, if they can't see that we are different, that we do have hope and peace and joy, and we're not easily rattled, and we work really hard, and we show up on time, and we give 60 minutes of work for every hour we get paid. Right? I hope you do. <laughs> we can learn directly from the Apostle Paul how to maintain our focus at work, because he says what he does to maintain his focus when he goes to a new town or is teaching in a synagogue or church or or just talking with people in the marketplace, the agora or the agora. And he says it in a way that we're to emulate him. We're to do what he does in our job. And a lot of people think, well, yeah, well, Paul was in a ministry. Well, remember, so were you. You're in a ministry at whatever job you're doing. God wants you to work. He did so himself, and he set the pattern of work for six days and then take a day off and said our job is to be fruitful and multiply, to build things, to make more and more things, to improve things, or to support those who do. 
and I'm sure you're in one of those jobs. I did a podcast about how to know if you are in a job that God, you know, thinks we should be in. So go back and look for that. But we're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. In our last episode, we looked at chapter 5. Now we've moved on to chapter 6, where Paul says, We are all workers together with Christ. So Christ should be seen in us, and we work for him, and we work with him. And then Paul goes on to say, We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. Are you offensive at work? I mean, like in a bad way. Of course, this in context means a bad way. (laughs) The bad way is being confrontational, um, being self-centered, not willing to help others, talking bad about your boss when he's not around, and telling people, this place sucks. We need to move on to another place. I'm getting a different job. You know, some things that are offensive. You can probably think of a few. You probably know of a few offensive things that some of your coworkers do. Paul is saying, don't be like that. Don't be or have an attitude where others, and by others, I think we mean non-Christians, can say something bad about us or something bad about Christ in us. You know, you're just like everyone else. You have the same foul mouth as everyone else. You're not you're not Christian. You're just like others. You're no different. Well, anyway, Paul says give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. Because your focus is being the ambassador of Christ. And you do so by being and doing this little list of things that Paul gives us here beginning in verse 4. Again, we're looking at 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4. The first one he says is to be patient. In fact, he says, in much patience, patient with others, patient with our boss, patient with the situation, being patient as you focus on Christ and do the job well and be a good witness for him there, a good representative for him. And Paul says to keep being patient or have much patience during times of tribulations, you know, troubles or hardships at work or when things aren't going well at all or if your company is on shaky ground or it's really hard to just do your job and work because the situation sucks. (laughs) In tribulations. In needs. Paul says, in needs. Well, maybe you're trying to do your job and you need parts, but you can't get parts. (laughs) Those are needs. Maybe because you need more money. You can't make ends meet. Be patient. God knows that. Please let him know that you need more money and ask him to make that happen. But in the meantime, be patient and do your job really well. In distresses, boy, there's a word. It means pain or suffering that affects your body or your mind. Be patient when the stresses of your job affect you physically and mentally. Again, 
Ask God to work things out or show you how to get out of that, but in the meantime, give you strength to represent Christ well during the distresses that are affecting you, to give you strength to get through those, and to maintain patience through them. Another biblical term that you see a lot is long-suffering. That means suffering for a long time. It's very similar to being patient, but more to the point, isn't it? Suffering for a long time. And Paul continues his list in verse 5 where he gets really personal, like things that have happened to him. And these things he says, because they may happen to us, hope not, but they might. And Paul says we're to maintain our focus through them, even if they're bad things like this. He says, in stripes. That means he was whipped. In imprisonments. Yeah, he was thrown in prison for being a Christian. Maybe we got our pay docked. Or we had to go to the manager's office. Maybe we were sent home without pay. Next one, Paul says, is in tumults. I had to look that one up. Tumults. Tumult is disorderly agitation or milling about of a crowd, usually with uproar and confusing voices. A turbulent uprising. Do you maintain your focus on Christ and being his representative in your job when there's an uprising going on around you? When they're shouting and yelling at you? Hmm. Again, I hope that never happens, but if it does, Paul says to maintain patience and your focus on Christ if that happens. And the next one he says is in labors. When your work is so hard, it's harder than everyone else. You seem to be working harder. When everyone's riding on your coattails, you're the one doing the hardest work, and they're kind of along for the ride on your back. Or maybe they take credit for your work, the jobs you did. Hmm. Maintain focus. The next one Paul lists is in sleeplessness. Are things going on at your job that keep you up at night? Be patient. Pray to God that he will help you through it and help you sleep. But maintain your representation of Christ. Maintain your patience through that. Some Bible versions use the word watchings instead of sleeplessness. Watchings, like the night watch. You worked the day shift, and now they've asked you to work the night shift too. Maybe that's part of what that means too. Maintain your Christ honoring attitude if asked or told to do that. And the last one in his list is fastings. Two things come to mind here. Maybe you've been asked to work through the lunch hour because fasting means without food. But it also could mean the reason that we think of when we think of fasting is when something is bothering us so much that we decide to forego eating a meal and concentrate on praying instead. 
focusing on God instead. And maybe that's what's going on at work, that things aren't very good, and you need to focus on Christ and and forego a meal in order to do that. That get your mind back on track. Instead of going to lunch and eating lunch, you just spend your time in prayer and in God's Word. Because that's what it needs, or what you need, to keep your focus. And then, in verse 6, Paul tells us how to do that. In verse 5, he told us to be patient and to maintain our focus on Christ in all these bad things that seem to happen in jobs. And now he tells us how, how to do that too, which is really cool because kind of wonder how do we do that? He starts out with, by purity. Maintaining your Christian purity. Being clean before Christ. Being clean before others, you know, not resorting to sinfulness or sinful behavior or the type of behavior that the world seems to always succumb to. Being holy, which we are told to be, you know, God says, be holy because I am holy. And holy means separate, different than the others in the world. You maintain your focus by knowledge. That's the next one. Knowledge of the power of God. Knowledge of God's word. Knowledge of Christ. Because that's who you're trying to be like. And that's who is giving you their strength. So, knowledge comes from reading the Bible, right? Listening to sermons or podcasts when you're on your way to work or back from work. The next one, by long-suffering. Yeah, we mentioned that a little bit ago. You maintain patience by suffering for a very long time, just putting up with it for a long time. Focusing on God, you will know when that should end or how to end it if you are to do that. Because he mentioned this right after the word knowledge, didn't he? And the next one, by kindness. By kindness. Being kind to everyone, even when they're not kind to you. Especially when you've got a bad boss. A very difficult co-worker. Or policies that just seem wrong. (laughs) That you know should be changed or could work better. Being kind anyway. You know, good worker bees work because of honey, not because of a baseball bat. But Paul knows that being kind is really hard. And it's not in our nature to be kind all the time, especially when someone is unkind to us, (laughs) to say that lightly. When someone is being a real to us, Paul reminds us we have help. We have help as a Christian to be kind. Because he says, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives in us can help us to be kind. Jesus called the Holy Spirit a helper. 
And as you've probably heard me say in other podcasts, or maybe this is the first time, when Jesus used the word helper to describe the Holy Spirit that he was going to have come after he left, which we all get when we become true Christians, that word helper is a word that is used to describe the two before or board or stick or something that holds up a branch that's really weak and heavy laden with burdens or is just getting weak. That's called a helper, that stick that holds up that branch that's producing fruit. And that's what Jesus says the Holy Spirit is to us, a helper. And the Holy Spirit, if we focus on Him, can help us to be kind. When everyone else would do the opposite, would lash out or just up and quit or fly off the handle or spout all kinds of four-letter words. If we just smile and wave, boys, smile and wave and be kind, we will stand out, maybe to the point where people will say, that person's different. I like that. I want to know more about why. Why are we to be kind? Paul tells us the next one there. By sincere love. Remember, we're to show love to others. It's the second greatest commandment. First greatest commandment is to love God, and the second is like it, Jesus said, to love others as yourself. And even Paul said his three favorite words are faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of those three is love. Love covers over a multitude of sins, and that's how we win people to Christ, because Christ is the embodiment of love. Don't think so? Love has no greater thing than to lay down one's life for others. And that's what Jesus did on the cross for you and for me and for your co-workers and even your boss. Hmm. Yep. And Paul says sincere love. That means not because you have to, but because Christ and the Holy Spirit inside of you loves others. It just comes out of you sincerely. Now, if you read Paul very often, you'll realize he goes on and on and on, and every word is good, and everything is really helpful. Well, he does that here too, but I'm not. (laughs) I think it's time to stop and continue next time. We'll pick up this list again next time. So thank you for paying attention to this one. And thank you for doing these things and being like Jesus at work or being his representative at your job. Join me next time here on the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast. And in the meantime, remember, you can connect with me through bluejeanschristian.com. You might have to look a little bit for my email, but it's in there. Okay, I'll just tell you. Info at bluejeanschristian.com. And remember, you can ask me to speak at your church and tell your people or your co-workers <laughs> that attend church with you how to make the job that they're in, their ministry for Christ's glory. <laughs> <laughs>